0: Oh, what a show, what a show today we have. Kind of a sad show. A little melancholy here today. But still, it's. It, I don't want you to get too down. It, it's kind of a celebration, a remembrance. The first part of the show, we're going to talk about Prince, uh, sadly the rock superstar, the talented, talented singer-songwriter-musician passed away very, very recently. And I'd like to reflect on who he was, what he did, how he impacted my life, maybe how he touched your life. And I'm even going to talk about my one and only real-time physical encounter with Prince, me and Prince in a very private moment actually came face-to-face, and I'm going to share that with you as we discuss his life. And then the second half of the show, on a more uplifting note, we're going to talk about Earth Day, which just passed. We're going to have a, uh, a naturalist in, a guy named Carmen Rainshadow will be in, to talk about Earth Day, to celebrate Earth, this great planet we live on, And that should be very uplifting and illuminating. So a mixture of both the yin and the yang right here on the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this, some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What are you talking about, Will? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Prince, Prince,
1: the artist,
0: the musician, the pop star, the sex symbol, I never meant to call you when you fall the icon. Away. Never meant to call you pain. So today we do a little tribute to the Prince. I, I Only wanted one thing. It's to see us laughing. Only want to see you laughing in the purple rain. Everybody purple rain. Purple oh. rain. Woo. Come on now. Purple rain, purple rain, Come on now, put your hands together. Oh uh, yes, poor rain. Prince. The Prince has passed away. A true original, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, y- you hold a guy like Prince up to a lot of today's current stars. The Carrie Underwoods. The Katy Perrys, the people that were created in a boardroom, the people that were created on American Idol. No disrespect. Well, maybe a little disrespect. You know, this is a guy that just, it's like I've told you before, real rock and roll, real soulful rock and roll, real true rock and roll comes from people who dug it out who felt it in their bones? Who had the rock and roll in them? Right. Here's a here's a young kid, Prince, who grew up uh, in a in a rural community in Minnesota, a turbulent upbringing with divorcing parents, parents uh, that uh, had drinking issues, emotional issues. And in all this turmoil, Prince goes inside himself and finds music and starts writing. His father, a, a musician in a jazz band. And uh, you know, this is just a grassroots rock and roll legend. And uh, we all know his music. I think we all know a place, a point in time, where Prince songs filled our lives, Prince songs were part of the soundtrack in the back of our heads. I know for a fact that I remember going through one of my first big true loves in life and one of my worst breakups in life was with this album Purple Rain playing in the background. I remember my first job My first job I got once I got out of college, when I officially stepped out of college and into the rat race, I remember day two of my job, I was a busboy at a deli, and I hated the job so much that the boss came up to me and said, Harlan, would you like to go on a break? And I said, yes, I would. And guess what I did? I left, I went downtown on the subway, Went to a movie theater and watched Purple Rain on the screen all by myself, and uh, and so Prince was kind of there at the beginning of me becoming an adult, of me stepping, you know, out of adolescence and into manhood, to stepping out of being a college student and jumping into the rat race. And Prince was right there while all this was happening as I was starting my career in stand-up, when I was trying to get my footing to get my feet running on the ground, when I was going through uh, an intense relationship with my college sweetheart that, you know, when you're young, you you don't really understand love, or maybe you do, or I, I don't know, there was so many conflicting things, and Oh, just some turbulent times, some amazing times, and Prince was a part of it for me. Um and I struggled with Prince at first because when he first kind of broke on the scene, he was very effeminate and he wore fishnet stockings and lingerie and garter belts, and it just turned me off because I was like a I was a guy's guy, you know. I was into Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath and Jimi Hendrix and Van Halen and all of a sudden my little sister's putting up posters of this this guy who's who looks like he's half black half white he's he's got this greasy little mustache he's got oily hair he wears eyeshadow he's wearing purple he's got he's got fishnet stockings on she's putting posters of this guy up on her wall in her bedroom and i'm like what the hell's wrong with my sister right away i was worried about her and I was kind of repulsed by this guy because you got to remember when when this was all happening way back. I guess it was the uh, must have been the uh, the 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 mid eighties, the early eighties, mid eighties. You know, the whole gay thing was still very taboo. People weren't openly out, and I'm not saying Prince was gay, but he, the way he looked, the way he carried himself, his is kind of a feminine voice, his wardrobe. It certainly led one to believe he was gay, but I don't think that he was. But what do I know? Maybe he was. Maybe he was bi. He seems like the kind of adventurous, eclectic guy that might have tried it all. I, but I don't know. I'm just guessing. So anyways, I was, I was kind of like uh, turned off by this guy, and then all of a sudden I started to hear his music. And I started to hear his sound, and I started to hear the details, and I started to hear the pitch in his voice and, and the range that he had and the, and the lyrics to his songs, and and he drew me in. And I found myself, uh, you know, not not concerning myself with all those other elements that had got in my way as a young guy in his early 20s who was, you know, uh, new to the whole idea of you know the the world of cross dressing and and effeminate men and gayness and all that stuff was just that that was something kind of new to to guys of you know of my age from my generation. But as a testament to his talent, I, I overlooked all that stuff and got totally absorbed in Prince's music. And his sound and his his whole va- vibe, and I remember he came to Toronto early on, and I was really torn. I was gonna go see him. He was playing at a place called Maple Leaf Gardens, a big hockey arena. I'm like, I'm gonna go see this guy. I wanna be one of those guys that you know, you know, uh, thirty years from now can say, oh, I saw Prince live. And you know what? Because I was a little confused about what his whole vibe was, I never went that and I probably couldn't really afford it but um, I always regretted not going to see Prince in concert because that, I think that was my one and only chance to get to see him play and, and it would have been all the Purple Rain stuff this was right at the crest of Purple Rain the movie was out the album was out the music was playing nonstop. And so Prince, Prince, you know, this is a guy who was putting out a, you know, a new hit every year. And so as my years went along, so did Prince's songs go along, and they were with me through college. Uh, his songs were with me after college. His songs were coming out when I first moved to Los Angeles and so made the transition to, to from Canada to Hollywood. He was still putting out new songs. And, you know, I, I always had his, his music playing on my cassette tape collection, if you can believe it. And, and now as I'm an older guy, I still have them in my playlists on my, on my digital devices. So Prince, uh, you know, now that, now that he's gone, I look back and go, wow, this guy was a big factor in my life. And regardless of what he was in my life, I think it's, it's, it's easy to say it's safe to assume that this guy was a raw talent, a raw talent that had the goods 100% and influenced people and impacted people, and he was a risk taker, and he created his own sound that was imitated by many, he created his own vibe uh, in a world, in a competitive marketplace where it's not easy to cut out your own identity and Prince did this, very successful, and his movie Purple Rain, uh, that was his movie. I think he wrote it. He wrote. He did all the music. He won an Oscar for the music. I mean, the guy was just a mega talent. He was a uh, mysterious man, which I liked, which I think is, is the key to being a lasting star. I think anyone can, you know, a lot of people can be a star, but I find it's the most mysterious and elusive celebrities that seem to last forever, like Johnny Carson and Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson and Brad Pitt and Sean Penn, these people that are kind of standoffish because they they leave an air of mystery. People crave more of them, and I think Prince accomplished that. Um, so very sad, uh, rest in peace, Prince. Uh, might I say thank you for all the joy, all the emotion, all the, all the music, all the passion, all the artistry, all, all, all of what you brought into my life. Uh, I always knew it was there, but sadly, now that you've passed it, it's all the more glaring and it's uh, it's really sad you know uh, just uh, not too long ago i did a tribute show to david bowie and now here i am uh, you know 2 months later doing doing a tribute to prince um so i'll tell i'll tell my quick prince story i've told it before on the podcast but i think it bears repeating here real quick i'll do a more condensed version but i actually did have a run in with prince and it was a rather funny one. Uh, I was out one night with a bunch of my friends, the my castmates from a movie called *Sorority Boys*. This was in the '90s, and we'd been out, we'd been shooting the movie *Sorority Boys*. Me and Michael Rosenbaum and Barry Watson, the, the three main cast members, my co-stars, and we were hanging out. We decided to go out clubbing and partying on the weekend, and we went out to the hot club in Hollywood. I can't remember what it was called. But Michael knew the door person and the the person running the club. And so we got in and we got the VIP treatment and all this. And the club was packed. And I got a little overwhelmed. I got a little, you know, exhausted from all the pressing and the the closeness and all the dancing. And there's tons of beautiful women and people dancing and great energy. And so I decided to take the club up on their VIP offer. And I went to the VIP section and i just watched everybody dance i stood there and i had the vip section all to myself nobody else in there this was a space that was probably you know 20 feet long and you know nine feet deep full of chairs cushy chairs and security guards no one was allowed in there unless they were vip and that night because i was out with my friends and we were just having a goof i put some buck teeth in like some They were kind of like Austin Powers-style fake buck teeth. I stuck them in my mouth, and I thought, I'm going to just wear them all night and be a goofball and, you know, just mess with people. So here I was in the VP section all by myself. There's like a 1,000 people raging out on the dance floor. The music's pumping. I'm sitting there with my teeth, having a beer, enjoying the free space around me. All of a sudden, the... The security guards part. These big security guards in black, you know, dress jackets and black pants. And all of a sudden, this guy walks in in kind of a weird, funky purple suit. And, you know, he's got a hairdo. And he's kind of a smallish guy. And he goes and he walks across and he sits down beside me about, I don't know, eight feet away maybe. (laughs) I'm sitting there and I look over and I'm like, wait a minute, who is that? And then he sat down and what was interesting is he sat down and he turned his back on the whole crowd. The VIP section kind of hung out over the dance floor and was raised up about three feet. So you're kind of in this prime position where you could see everybody and everyone could see you. And this guy went right to the edge of the VIP railing and sat down with his back to the crowd. And I thought, wow, this guy's got got a little attitude. And then I looked, and I'm like, my God, it's Prince. Here it was, Prince, this musician that I loved. And he, he kind of does this thing where he turns his back on everyone, and he was just staring at the wall. And I was like, wow. And so I'm sitting there with my crazy Austin Powers buck teeth (laughs) having a beer. And Prince is sitting there all alone. And I guess curiosity got the (laughs) the better of Prince. And slowly but surely, Prince with those big kind of cat-like eyes that he has and his kind of subtle, slow demeanor, his sensual kind of soft demeanor, he slowly turns his head towards me and his big kind of cat-like eyes roll towards me and he stares right into my face and I'm staring back and I smile <laughs> and of course my lips open up and reveal these big giant goofy <laughs> fuck teeth these Austin Powers rotten stained teeth and I'm just smiling at France and I see his big you know he already has kind of big eyes but he's got the eye shadow and everything I just see them go bigger like like he's seen a ghost or that look you get in your eye when you realize there's a train coming at you on the train track and he just the alarm and the confusion and and the just the 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 uncertainty that filled Prince's eyes was a picture worth a, a million words and, and I just remember him staring and we held this stare and he looked at me almost half terrified and then slowly just kind of the stare faded and he slowly turned back and just stared up at the wall. And, and I'll never forget it because it wasn't just a stare where he stared and he looked away quickly, it was a stare, you know how you stare at people and you connect, you visually connect and there's an energy that passes and that was it. Here was me with my crazy rotten Austin Powers teeth. Here's this delicate kind of elusive, legendary, iconic rock star who's very private and mysterious and walked into the VIP booth probably trying to make a statement and turn his back on everyone and kind of say, hey, Prince is here. I'm the cool guy. Nobody." nobody messes with me, nobody even looks at Prince. And then he turns and looks at me, you know, six foot two doofus, with you know, bubba teeth, crazy catfish bubba teeth just grinning at him. And it was a priceless moment, and of course it was not meant, to, It was there was no disrespect, I mean Prince was just, he was the victim of circumstance. You know, on any other given night, I don't have crazy buck teeth in, but on that night, he turned and got him a, a face full of, of crazy buck teeth, and maybe he deserved it. Maybe it's might be fair to say he was being a little snobby, a little a little pompous, maybe to the rest of the people there. I know that was his vibe, but maybe it was kind of fitting that that him in his eloquence. In his, you know, his little moment of "I am greater than thou," he got confronted by, you know, Johnny Bucktooth sitting right beside him in the in this place that was reserved for the elite. This was a area that was roped off, chained off for the special people. No one should have been in that in that space, but special people, not a guy with big giant gopher teeth. <laughs> So I remember that encounter with Prince fondly, my only interaction with him. I wish I'd gone and seen him in in Toronto live, but I'm I'm happy that I did. I get one intimate moment. Prince, I knew that Prince existed on this planet, and Prince likewise knew that I existed on this planet. I mean, I'm assuming he's probably seen some of my movies and stuff like that, but... The fact that there was a true live moment between me and someone who I admired so much sits real well with me. So, Prince, if you're up in heaven and you're listening, that was me, dude. I love you. Rest in peace, Prince. I'm so sad that you are gone, that you are gone so early in life. We thank you for your wonderful gifts. We thank you for your magic uh, you are you are truly missed, and um, rest in peace. And uh, I think there's more than just doves crying now that you are gone. <laughs> I never meant to call you when you follow Okay, there it is—a little goodbye to Prince. Uh, but let's let's move on. Life carries on, and uh, also um, uh, just uh, late last week was Earth Day. Uh, so you know we we give uh, we give tribute to our planet, and um, and this is exciting, uh, you know, because uh, you know just Prince passed away, but life. Keeps going, things keep growing, new people come along, and et cetera, and et cetera. And maybe it's fitting that it it was just recently Earth Day and we have a special guest in the studio. Let me make sure I get this name right. Is it Carmine Rain Shadow? Yes, that is correct. Rain Shadow. Well, it's it's great to have you here, Carmine, and uh Uh, Earth Day. Now, I understand that you are a a naturalist, you're someone who loves the outdoors, you are, I I don't know if I can say it, I don't want to offend you, but the term, the slang term is a tree hugger. Yes, uh, well, don't be afraid to use that term, it's absolutely accurate, I... I am a tree hugger, uh, it, it's not a term that I'm ashamed of, it's not a term that I'm embarrassed by. I am an avid lover of nature, and uh, if you want to know, Harland, I actually have no objection to hugging a tree. Well, that's that's admirable, I'm, I'm a nature lover too. And uh, you'll never get any flack from a guy like me about uh, loving nature. So tell us a little about, a bit about what uh, Earth Day is all about. Well, absolutely, Island. We what we do is we celebrate our planet. We celebrate. Mother Earth. Uh, We all have our biological mothers, but our organic mother, as I refer to her, is our wonderful round planet with its teeming oceans, its lush forests, its majestic mountain peaks, and all the flora and fauna that fill this planet, that inhabit this fertile orb on which we all live. Wow, very well uh, spoken, Carmine. And what is your message to to people listening? Uh, you know, regarding our planet. Well, it's a very good question, Arlen. It's a, you know, our planet is a very uh, delicate, delicate place. Uh, everything works together so intricately, and I, I would just remind people to love their planet, nurture their planet, show the respect and care to this planet, this Mother Earth, if you will, that you would show towards your own biological mother. Uh, You know, that is uh, absolutely beautiful. I'm, I'm glad you said that. And this is interesting. Now, you brought in as part of your Earth Day celebration, you brought in, it looks like a small uh, tree. I see that our, our uh, staff was able to get it on the freight elevator and uh, roll it up here on some dollies. This thing's about, what is that, about seven feet? Yeah, it's actually seven and a half feet uh, tall, Harlan. It's a potted, juvenile, giant redwood tree. Wow, the gi- I've been to the giant redwood forest. Well, that, then you've almost been to heaven because uh, those magnificent trees, uh, there's nothing like them in the world. Well, I'll, I'll agree with you there, Carmine. I, they're, they're just, I think they're the largest trees in the world when they hit maturity. Absolutely. They are the giants, the dinosaurs of the plant world, and uh, boy, oh boy, do I love them. Yeah, I, I bet. Now, when when you you brought this in, as I wanted, I wanted you to see it. I wanted you to feel it. I wanted you to take in the aroma of a real living, breathing, organic tree. Uh, this is this is Earth Day, but these trees live to be thousands of years old, Harlan, and you know. It's more than just Earth Day. It's Earth century after century after millennia, and it just goes on for eternity. Well, boy, oh boy, you certainly are passionate about Earth and Earth Day, and it is a beautiful specimen. I mean, it's just a beautiful, tall, statuesque tree. That the nice red bark, the the the, uh, the emerald green. Uh, uh, are they needles? They are. It's 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 more of a uh, a fur. Tree. They aren't needles as much as they are uh, fermentations uh, of the uh, pine family. Oh, okay. I'm not sure I know what that is, but well, you know, leave that to me and you uh, talk into your thing. Oh, okay. Um, so you brought the tree in and you you say that you don't mind the term tree hugger. Absolutely not, Arland. I will. I love all. Uh, bushes trees plants in fact i love this bush right here uh well earth day is to show our love for nature and so you brought the tree in and you thought it would be nice for everyone to see it everyone to look at it everyone to pour their love on it absolutely as you know i'm as you said harlan quite accurately i'm a tree hugger and if you don't mind i would like to uh hug this tree. Oh, that well that's cool. Yeah, well, I mean it makes sense, you, you, you know. Hey, why not? It's Earth Day. Hug hug the tree, right? Absolutely. Uh, let me just get over here and oh there we go. Just wrap my arms around it and just look at this. Just hold onto this tree. Just love the tree. Yeah, you're really clutching it there. Uh really really you know what? It's interesting. I can see the almost the, feel the raw emotion coming through you. Th- this is, this is almost spiritual for you, isn't it, uh, Carmine? Absolutely. Uh, the attachment I have to uh, you know hugging the tree is just the beginning. Oh, okay. What do you mean by that? Well, when when I say I love a tree, uh, love is a very deep-rooted. And um, pardon that pun is a deep rooted emotion. Well, that that's true. And love to show your love for something uh it obviously as we know can, goes far beyond hugging. Um okay, and you uh, what does that mean exactly? Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to take my pants off here. I'm sorry. I'm just going to unzip my pants here and get them out of the way. Uh, what, what, are, what are you doing, Carmine? I'm going to take my pants off, and I'm going to love this tree. Okay, what—oh, what, my God, you've, you, you, your pants are off. Yes, and now I'm getting back with the tree. Okay, you're wrapping your legs around the tree, and what—whoa! What are you doing? I'm loving the tree. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Car- Carmine, what are you... Oh, my God, the bark. What, what is he doing, Roger? Oh, are you... Oh, yes, yeah, that's it. Oh, when the bough breaks, the baby will fall. What is he doing? What are you... What are you doing? I am loving this tree right now. Oh, God, oh, oh, yes. What are you... Carmine, are you... Are are, are do you having a, a wreck? Are you? Uh, is he having sexual intercourse with that tree, Roger? Oh, God. This is good. I am loving this tree. Oh, my God. Oh, what? Where is he putting his thing? It's a knot hole. Oh, there's a knot. Oh. I think there's a woodpecker nest in here. Oh, oh, oh. oh, God. Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. Give it. Oh, that's a good girl. Yeah. Johnny Redwood, Johnny Redwood, Uh, yeah. Why are you calling it Johnny uh, Redwood? I don't know. Maybe it's a guy tree. It could be a guy or a girl. I don't care. I'm open about this stuff. It's all about love. So you're, excuse me, uh, Carmine, you're you're having sexual intercourse with a seven-foot redwood tree in my office. It could be a guy or a girl. Because it's Earth Day. Oh, yeah. Come and get it. Johnny Redwood. Johnny Redwood likes to get a woodpecker on it. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Johnny. Johnny who? Johnny Woodpecker. Eee, eee. Okay, get him out. Get him out. This is disgusting. Oh, oh yeah! Come on, Johnny! Johnny, here's Johnny! Get him out! Get him out! I'm sorry. I I can stop. Is it is this making you uncomfortable? Yes, it's making me uncomfortable. This this is this is Earth Day, and you're 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 copulating with a tree in my studio. Well, I told you, I'm I'm a tree hugger. I'm beyond a tree hugger. I'm a tree fucker. J- Carmine, look, I, I, I understand your passion. I understand your affinity for, for our planet, for the, the, the natural things that grow here. But I think there's got to be a limit here. Well, I don't know if there should be. Have you ever felt your ball sack rub up against giant redwood bark? Oh, come on. Come on. Johnny Redwood. Oh. oh god, it feels like old lady's fingernails tickling the back of my bag meat. Oh Johnny Redwood. Stop, stop, stop. I don't want to hear any more Johnny Redwood. I don't I don't wanna see your lily white ass cheeks bucking up and down on a on a tree. What is this? Well, Harlan, you know, you asked me into the studio. It's Earth Day, and I'm just spreading the love. And right now, I'm going to spread these branches right here and stick my woodpecker in into- Yeah, yeah, come on, baby, come on. Say, ah, say, ah, say, say cheese, because here comes the cream cheese. Hey, 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 hey. Johnny Redwood, stop it! Get him out of here, get, put your pants on! Here comes the cream cheese, Get, put your damn pants on, Carmine! What's your freaking last name? Rain Shadow, get him, get him out! Take that fucking tree with you and chop it down, wash it off! Unbelievable! Are you sure you don't want to join in? I mean, the two of us. I mean, come on. No, I don't want to join in. Get out of here. E- Johnny Redwood. Ja, jo- uh, 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 t- 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 timber. Oh my God, did he just yell timber? You're damn right I did. Wow, get out of here. This guy's sick. OUT! Johnny Red! Get out! Roger, what the hell was that? Hey, you don't have to yell at me. Oh well, who should I yell at? You're the one who let him in here. I did not let him in. Oh yeah, you did. You let him in, you let a guy in my office to have sexual intercourse with a giant redwood tree. You want me to call security? No, I don't, because the show's over, okay? Done. You think I you think I can continue in here? The, the, my, my studio smells like a, a mixture of of pine-scented tr- pine semen. I never thought I'd utter those words. It's d- disgusting. Holy crap, dude. You know what? I'm just standing. For, let me do some announcements and get the hell out of here. Uh, if you want to see me this weekend, thousands of miles away from here, thank God. Um, I will be at, uh, in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, where unfortunately there's a lot of pine trees. I will be in Edmonton, uh, this weekend, April 28th through, uh, May, uh, 1st. And, uh, I'll be at the comic strip, a wonderful comedy club in the West Edmonton mall. We usually sell that thing out Thursday through Sunday. So go online and get your tickets early at harlandwilliams.com. And then Monday night we're doing Joe's Bar and Grill in Red Deer, Alberta, which is just uh, a few hours out of town. So if you're uh, in Calgary and you missed the Edmonton show, you can drive down on Monday night, May 2nd, at Joe's Bar and Grill uh, to uh, my one-night-only show uh, at Joe's. All the information is on my website at harlanwilliams.com. Just click on my stand up tour link and you will be taken. You'll be taken to where you can purchase tickets and get all the info and everything. Um, And then the following week, yes, I will be in New York, New York City, May 13th and 14th. It's going to be a blast. I will be uh, May 13th and 14th in New York City at uh, Gotham, the Gotham Comedy Club, Gotham Live, and what a great club. Uh, two nights only, Friday and Saturday, May 13 and 14. And uh, you can also get tickets for those shows at my website at harlandwilliams.com. While you're there, check out our store, the harland uh, harlandwilliams.com merch store. We have great products, great T-shirts, books, CDs, artwork, you name it. We'll send it out to you. Um, also, if you want to write to me, you can write to me at HarlanWilliams.com and our contact link. Also, you can phone me and leave a voicemail, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. The number is on the website, so if you don't have a good memory for numbers, go to the website. Also, uh, please download our app. You can get the Harland Highway podcast right on your uh, mobile device. Just go to your app store and type in the Harlan Highway podcast or the Harlan Highway and you will get the uh, the download the app for free. Yes, you get the uh, current 50 episodes of the show for free. And for $20 a year, if you become a premium member, you get all 750 episodes plus all the original content that I do just for premium members, live stand-up shows, uh, my other podcast called Let's Have a Fight, uh, just a great deal for 20 bucks a year. You can't go wrong. So I urge you to, uh, to do that, and I thank you in advance. I'm getting great feedback from the premium members. They're loving the content, and uh, so it should be. And thank you, all premium members who joined. I do appreciate it. Uh, so there you go Roger why don't we get back to the beginning play some Prince let's close the show with some nice Prince music and uh, let's forget about what we heard about Earth Day let's focus on the contributions and the music of Prince that touched us in so many ways enhanced our lives once again Prince thank you rest in peace buddy and until I see you up in heaven, chicken, chow mein, baby. Funny, I know, I know, I know, trade This time we all reach out to something new. That means you too. You say you want to lead up But you can't seem to make up your mind I think you better close it Let me guide you